Don't worry about my hair with Megan and Jess, your friends, your friends with, with friends. Or straight hair. Or straight hair for right now. We're going to get some braids, though. So we're going to be your friends with braids in a minute. I know. Summertime friends with braids. That's what we're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. So don't worry about my hair. If you haven't listened before, it is a... (laughs) (laughs) And there's a blooper. (laughs) And there's a blooper. I'm going to continue, though. Don't worry about my hair is a podcast. Mm-hmm. that is here to provide a platform to talk about experiences from the perspective of two young adult black women on topics that influence our everyday lives such as relationships health wellness entertainment careers and more, more. we hope to create a space that offers relatable conversations while providing some inspiring content to support your growth amen amen <laughs> so what are we talking about today jess Well, we did our Mother's Day episode, so it wouldn't be right if we didn't do a Father's Day episode. I don't know if that's a noise that dad's like, but I did it. Um, Um, Yes, it is. I'm sure. (laughs) So happy Father's Day to all those dads out there who listen to us. Happy future Father's Day to my baby daddy. Oh, We know you're out there. <laughs> yes, we know you're out there. I'm not currently pregnant for those wondering. Um, but I just wanted to give that give that out there. You got to put stuff in the atmosphere, you know? She's manifesting good vibes to her future baby daddy. That's it. That is yeah. it. Bring him on, Jesus. You are silly. You know, you know. Anyways, um, yeah. So once talk about Father's Day today. So Jess and I have a, we have lots of connections, but something for both of us is that um, our fathers passed away when we were younger. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that from our perspective on that. So, um, you know, I feel like being fatherless has kind of been normalized in this society mm-hmm. in some ways. Some I think are very positive uh, and I'll get to that. And then some maybe not so positive, but the biggest reference that I can think of is like Disney movies. So mm-hmm. if you notice and look in the patterns of most Disney movies, there's a parent that is missing, um, deceased, etc. Or so dies of, in the movie. Or dies in the movie, which is a big Even one. Even if it's animals, Lion King. Even if it's animals, Lion King. That's, that's the biggest one that I can always think of. And I know that Lion King came out when I was what, like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, my father hadn't passed yet, but my parents were divorced, and uh, so he wasn't living in the house with us. He was living in Japan and then in Los Angeles. So because of that, I did feel some sort of connection with the movie of like, oh, yeah, you know. But it, I remember feeling very sad when it happened, but it didn't really hit me until I was actually an adult re-watching it, the animated one, because I don't like this new live one. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> It, oh, okay. Somebody said no. it was like Nat Geo with Beyonce's voice, and it really was. Yeah, it was. But not to <laughs> not to add a little anecdotal information, I did love the live Aladdin, which I just yes. like they did that one really good. I agree. The live Lion King was like it was boo boo trash. That's what it was. Um, yes. The soundtrack was fire. Okay. Oh yes, but I loved the soundtrack. 
the film itself, not here for it. But yeah, mm-hmm. as yeah. an adult, I looked back and was like, man, you know, that was really impactful because I think as a kid rewatching it, I've probably seen that movie a hundred times, mm-hmm. rewatching it, even after my father passed, it gave me something to kind of hold on to of like watching Simba grow and struggle with his own identity and struggle mm-hmm. with um, the guilt. Knowing his the guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guilt oh, yeah, big that's part. a big one. Yeah, I think that was one of the things like, as a kid, it was kind of like, you know, Scar, rude Uncle Scar, had mm-hmm. him feel, it fueled this guilt in him saying like, well, if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't have died. And like, I think as kids of a deceased parent, you always think like, well, what if I didn't do this that day? Or what if this didn't happen? And the guilt that we struggle with thinking about, like, and you know, in our career, we we're always like, nothing here is your fault. This is just what happened now. But as a kid, you're like constantly thinking like this, something that happened was probably partly my fault. So I think that in that Disney movie, as I got older, was kind of like, dang, Scar. Like, like (laughs) you just, not only did he have to run away, he ran away because he felt like this was his fault and he couldn't face his mom and his family and his community. So kind of like what happens when you're forced into a situation or an experience that is not is not what you thought it was going to be and then all of a sudden you're like this is all my fault so I don't know it just definitely made me think about it as an older kid because like you when the movie came out both my parents were in our lives I was definitely went to the movies to see it with my mom and she was like hysterically crying again pre like my dad was alive at this point and now watching it she's still even more so is very emotional (laughs) watching that part. Um, But yeah, I think the guilt is what sticks with me with that in the Lion King in that movie. That's so interesting. Yeah. We, we all have different takes from, from, from it. Um, And honestly, yeah, I didn't think about that guilt thing until I was older, but we do see that so often in children Mm -hmm. thinking that their parents' divorce is their fault or Mm -hmm. yeah, the, the death is their fault. For me, the biggest thing, from that was like, yeah, watching Simba overcome these struggles and Mm -hmm. get back to his true nature. And I think lions are such a good representation of that because you always hear lions are the king of the jungle. They're strong, they're Mm -hmm. strength. And, you know, Simba didn't necessarily recognize his strength until he had to do something about what was happening and go back and save his family and his girl and all that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, recognizing your own strength, I think is something that's so important. Another mm. Disney movie that I just recently watched was Onward. Have you seen that one? Oh, no, I haven't seen that one yet. That one's good, too. Um, it's about two brothers. Their father passed away. They are oh, looking God, for geez. they're looking for this magical spell to get their dad back, and then it kind of mm. goes from there. Uh, but that one had me in my feels, too, and I'm typically not a movie crier, but I was like, they done got me. At the end of oh, it, they done got interesting. me. interesting. So it's yeah. funny that these two movies have the male character because also in all of the princess movies, if we think about it, it it's always, and I mean, this is also a um, critical criticism of Disney movies <laughs> is that with the princesses, the mother is usually the one that dies and they're left with their father and then they're left to go find a man. Like that's always, whereas Simba... Like kind of mm. like what you're saying, which I didn't really think about it. Simba had to find the strength in himself because he's the male. 
you know, and all of the females who have still a, a father figure are now going to find another male versus like finding themselves, which I think they've said that like, I don't remember which movie it was, but there's like one anomaly Disney movie where it was like, no, she found the strength within herself. Maybe it's frozen, but like that idea frozen that or, like, or brave, maybe. or brave. Yes. America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like thinking about that also, like the relationships between, um, those like you said those fatherless families versus the motherless families and like that's good yeah I'm curious because I think Frozen's the only one I can think of where it was both parents died but it was the daughters losing a father and a mother because most of like Belle her mom died Cinderella her mom died yeah and as you say that I'm like Jasmine Mm-hmm. Princess once they had to deal with a a, a evil woman character exactly mm-hmm. because like Snow White or right. Cinderella yeah and the evil woman character had to undermine the father even Ariel because Ursula totally put a spell on the de- on King Triton like you know mm-hmm. these fathers were easily undermined by a wicked woman and also needed to save their weak behind daughter. Mm. There's something to that. I'm ready to write mm-hmm. a dissertation. Mm-hmm. It might already be out there, but you should look. Am I? Am I? Am I? No, those are really good points because as a young girl, like those are the ones we grew up on. Mm-hmm. I feel like now kids have a little bit more of a variety, so they could maybe find something a little different. But we watch those movies in and out, and what kind right. of messaging is embedded in us now from right. that? Right. Like even the need to have that relationship with the father because they could like they could keep going back to that safe person until they found right. a person to get married to. Well, we making faces right now. If you listening, mm-hmm. you just gotta imagine our faces. Disney. But they're doing better now because like you said, there's some dissertations I'm sure that are out there. So Disney was like, whoop. <laughs> Let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I think about uh Lilo and Stitch is another example of mm. both parents dying, but it is now that you say that, I'm thinking like her sister got that boyfriend and he was helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kind of stepped Mulan. in as a father figure. Mulan was trying to become a man, which I think was very unique, but she still had a crush on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't Mulan based off of a true story? Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't really know, but probably. I think it is, but the the love part of it, you know. Did Pocahontas have a mama? Don't y'all get me started on Pocahontas. We can't even bring her oh, up until Pocahontas they. Pocahontas is terrible. My kids will never be watching that. Do you hear Man. me? Never. Colors of the wind. They tried it. That's what they do. They fool <laughs> us with the songs. They fool us with the songs, and then we get roped in. It's so culturally inappropriate. It's historically inaccurate. It is a trash things. movie. All of the things. Yeah. But I have love for it because it was, yeah, a sweet part of my childhood. But once I grew up and learned the truth, I was like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But we I say all that to say, yes, <laughs> the fatherless and the fathered children in Disney movies and, like, the things that we grew up watching, you know, very interesting very interesting and I, I think it's important just to note that that I, I appreciate uh, 
whether it was all perfect or not perfect. Mm -hmm. Disney doing that because for everybody in the world, practically, Disney is probably such a huge part of your childhood. And I, mm -hmm. I, we've talked about this before that I think representation is important. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, myself and I, my father died when I was in fourth grade and mm -hmm. I already felt otherized in my community. Cause I was like the only black girl in my class. Mm -hmm. Um, there was probably four or five black girls in my whole grade level. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I already felt so different from everybody else. And then already kind of coming from a single parent home. And then now it was like official, like, no, you officially live in a single parent home because your mm -hmm. father has died. He's not coming back. Mm -hmm. That was, I, I remember returning back to school after the funeral feeling like, uh, not the same day, but you know, a few days later feeling like everybody could tell no matter what, because mm -hmm. I would maybe been gone for a week and everybody knew not that it was necessarily a secret, but it was something, you know, you're in fourth grade, you don't really want to talk about. Um, and so I feel like having those Disney movies kind of helped me normalize feel like it. normalize it. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, exposing children to that early, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a good thing. Those are yeah. just my thoughts. No, I agree. My dad died when I was 12. And I think that was definitely a time when I had watched all those movies and it was kind of like you said it was like normalized and also in our community like I mean I don't even know what the statistics are but so my dad died in the summer so that was different so I was going back to school so my dad died in July school started at end of August September so going back to school everybody already knew teachers already knew my mom was a teacher in the town like it was mm. kind of like a fresh start for everybody so it didn't feel as like jarring like in school it was like the coming home and getting back in that routine because summer is kind of like a quarantine right um you just yeah. <laughs> have this weird wild routine anyway so then when school started and it was time for us to get back into like go to school come home do your homework do dinner blah blah, blah. like that was when it kind of hit me but like you said it felt normalized to be in this like because like, single parent homes weren't super uncommon in like my friends lives and things like that so it was kind of just weird to say like oh me too like that yeah I could see that yeah I don't know the stats we'd have to find an infogram and I'm sure it's out there yeah we would have to find an infogram um about just how many fatherless families there are out right now sometimes I feel like these statistics you know wax and wane mm -hmm. um and, you know, there's a variety of reasons why fathers aren't in families. But um, with that being said, how comfortable are you now as an adult with Father's Day? And what do you do? Um, so I think when I was younger, it was definitely very uncomfortable. But I was also fortunate to have my grandfathers very much prevalent in my life. So we still celebrated. Um, so it wasn't really weird. We celebrated by like bringing gifts, sending cards. Um, I think now, then when I got to college, it was kind of just like, oh, well, college was done by that time. So like I was working, like it kind of was regular. But now as like a, a, an adult with uh, in-laws and like a married family, because now my grandparents have all passed away. But now it's kind of weird because I'm now celebrating somebody that is a father figure to me. So it's mm -hmm. interesting because it feels like weird. Like, whereas for like Brandon, it's not anything different. Like he's like, 
is what we do on Father's Day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like, you know, and this is what he's been <laughs> doing for 33 years of his life. And I'm just jumping in. So it's weird because I'm just like, okay, yep, I'm celebrating it for real again. Okay. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of what we – it's barbecue. Like, it's like barbecue out here. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the weird part. Um, but, oh, and also my brother is a father now. So that's a weird thing too. Cause it's like, oh, Hey bro, happy father's day. Like, which is weird. <laughs> now I'm seeing him in a different light. Like, it's not like there's never been a brother's day. It's like his birthday and that's it. So that's oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. like interesting to me. What about you? Yeah. Uh, growing up, it was, I don't remember ever actually celebrating it because like I said my parents split when I was like four so we lived in Houston pretty much full-time and would occasionally visit my dad when he'd come back from overseas but it wasn't I was so young that I don't remember if we actually celebrated Father's Day so I've just been used to not celebrating it um I was like thanking the Lord growing up that it falls in the summer because we'd be out of school by then and Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with the awkwardness of having to make crafts yeah um, now as, as an adult, I'm very comfortable with it. Like I honestly, I don't even acknowledge it, but I do want that to change. Cause mm-hmm. I think for me, that could be a cool opportunity to do some other things. But, um, I know even at work, I'm always very sensitive mm-hmm. to mother's day, father's day, grandparents day, any, any sort of holiday really. Mm-hmm. We, now we're well-trained enough to know how to kind of navigate those conversations, but just in case for people who aren't, um, I would always offer my patients opportunities to participate in things mm-hmm. with very low pressure. So yes. I would say things like, Hey, today I got some crafts for father's day. It's coming up. Did you want to participate? That gives kids the opportunity to say no, if they don't have anybody to make something for right. or say no, if they just don't want to do it, yes. there's no yeah. explanation needed. Yeah. Whatever. So I always phrase it like that to make it, you know, a little less uncomfortable for people. But yeah. Yes, I agree. I definitely think, I think a lot more, and I don't know if this is just because I have this experience. I think a lot more about like, cause we, on my unit, we get very close with our patients and the fact that we work with them for long periods of time. So I kind of already know their story so I can know what to say. Or like, if I know there's like, like for Mother's Day or for Father's Day, if I know there's a parent that's been deeply invested, always present, I'm like, hey, this is something we're going to do for your parents. Because I think at school or in those normal environments, that's not the hospital, they would be doing that because kids sometimes need that push. But again, because I know the patient and family, if I know there isn't that person in their lives, then I'm happy to say like, well, we can just do this flower craft or let's make this magnet. Like, because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable not being involved if it's a group situation, like being like, we're just making magnets today. And then later addressing it individually like you know that magnet was for your mom or you know that magnet was for your dad <laughs> like if I yeah. know the patient but yeah I think it definitely has made me more aware of like what's out there but then also the I think also when we I feel like fathers I always gets like completely like oh shoot that's a thing like to me like and I don't know again if it's because of the commercialism around Mother's Day and the limited commercialism around Father's Day if it's because of like falls um, I don't know what that is, but I do always feel like it kind of slides under the radar and then shows yeah. up. Um, but also there was this time and I don't know if it still happens, 
but I felt like there was a period of time a few years back and like when parent because being fatherless like seemed very common in my community that it was like happy father's day to my mother because she was the only one around and that always like struck a chord with me <laughs> because yeah. I was like yeah because I was like well just because she's a single parent and maybe doing a lot of work doesn't necessarily mean she would constitute your father like you never been like hey dad mom like you know like it just kind of like <laughs> it just kind of like felt like and I and I'm sure that's a deeper thing that people doing that they need to rehash some things in their emotions because it was like kind of like to me like why do you feel like you need to shout out to like if I were to be like shout out to Dorothy on Father's Day because she was both a mom and a dad since my dad wasn't there like but she was just a mom that was fulfilling a lot of needs in your life, not necessarily your dad. Like, that's just my opinion. And I'm sure it's probably an unpopular opinion, but that always was like a chord with me. And again, I don't know if it's because I didn't grow up in a house where I didn't have a dad. Like he was a present person. He, when he was alive, he was very involved in our lives, came to help teach us sports. Even if some of us couldn't take, um, like very <laughs> present. Um, so I don't know if it's because of that or if it's just like, you know, it's different when your father's just absent versus like the loss. So that was always like yeah. a thing with me where I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. Yeah. Um, in thinking about that, I don't know. I probably feel the opposite of like, I really don't care if people recognize their mom's on Father's Day, but I do get what you're saying of like, I, I think it's, I, I think it's dependent on the attitude of where that comes mm -hmm, from. Mm -hmm. So if you are still salty at your father and yeah, you have the attitude of like, cause he ain't do nothing and my mama had to do both roles. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, it, it is different between an absent father and a deceased father. Um, but yeah, for, it's, it's really never bothered me when people say that. And maybe that's because I do feel like yeah, my mom had to do a significantly big job. Now, yeah, she's not a father, <laughs> and I've never right. referred to her as mom, dad. So yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I if I would <laughs> if I would recognize her for Father's Day, but um, maybe it's just a way for people who feel like they don't have anything to say or do during that mm -hmm. day to like still acknowledge their parent, but. The parent that they do have but yeah I didn't have I didn't have any like male figures that really stepped into that role my mom never had boyfriends that we knew of okay yeah. um, okay Maria okay Maria um and there was nobody of like I have my grandfather was living but my grandfather has 800,000 grandchildren um no joke I probably have at least 75 cousins just on my mom's side so oh my god do you uh, know them have you dated I, them I know most of them didn't date any. Okay, good. That's scary. <laughs> I refuse to date in the in the state of Mississippi for a variety of reasons, but mostly because <laughs> That's I don't know one. who's my cousin and who's not. I literally meet a cousin every time. They're like, oh no, we're actually blood. We're not play play cousins. I'm like, oh, okay. Play play okay. cousins. Nope. Not for play play. Um, but with that being said, yeah, my grandfather lived in a different state and we don't have your stereotypical uh grandfather granddaughter relationship because there's 800 of us so 800 you get in where you fit in but yeah um yeah I, I usually don't do anything but i would love to start maybe acknowledging my father on father's day in some sort of way 
uh, mm -hmm. just to keep the the memory alive, if you will. So I have some I have some things around even in this current apartment that he had purchased me from when I was younger. So like I think about I have something sitting on my counter right now. It's a little doll from Japan. So I think about little things like that that I'm like, okay, I could I could think of something cool to do. And mm. you know, when I have kids, like how do I want to acknowledge that? And maybe that'll be then on grandparents' day. I don't know. But mm. um just just something to think about. I'll figure it out. I don't even know when Grandparents' Day is. <laughs> Child, me neither. <laughs> no word. Well, me speaking of honoring those that are here slash not here slash in our lives, do you have yes. some honoring Megan's Music Corner song? I do. I know. This is one of my favorite groups, the Foreign Exchange, okay? Foreign Exchange is a group consisting of Fonte, which is one of my favorite rappers. Fonte. You might have heard of him before. Uh, his rap group was called Little Brother. He's done some songs with Drake. Oh. He's from South Carolina. He's just a talented dude. I know Little the Brother. Reason is, you know Little Brother? Yeah. Well, then you know Fonte, honey. Oh. Um, this song is called All That You Are, and it just talks about Fonte being a father, uh, having a baby and kind of how that changes his life there's so many good songs out there it was really actually hard for me to choose but um i like this one so let's get it cracking <laughs> let's do it crack away <laughs> Day is time for seeds. I got a seed. Amaya, the love of my life, best believe. Plus, I still got love for me. I'm doing this for her and me. Take mics to make currency. Steady worrying, yo. I wish I had it flown to me. Man, this ain't the way it's supposed to be. My daughter's mom wishing she was close to me. Holding me instead, she's lonely. Holding, complaining that her life's competing with mine. Cause I be out of the house for weeks at a time. And she be stuck at home playing housewife. You would have had a Before we had a kid, we should have had a clue. I fell asleep. This beat on repeat, repetitive life seems to greet me. I'm trying to be a better man, please believe me. Ready and God willing, if you're ready to hit me. I'm looking up this foreign exchange. I had never heard of it. Yeah, so. The reason it's called the Foreign Exchange is because Fonte hooked up with a producer, and his name is slipping me right now, but they make made music from overseas. So the producer lives in Europe and would send Fonte tracks, and then they have rap a on playlist. Honey, get into Fonte it. Fonte and Nicolay. Nicolay, duh, how could I forget that? Nick I could, I could understand. That's another good song. I could see how Nick you forget Nicolay. <laughs> That's a unique name. It's a unique name, but Nick's Groove is another good song. I listen. The Foreign Exchange is one of my favorites. I went to go see. Was it just Fonte or was it the Foreign Exchange? I think it was the Foreign Exchange in concert, and when I still live in Los Angeles, honey, it was a whole vibe. Hmm. I can give you all the songs that you need to know. Okay. Well, they have fact, a playlist, playlist on R on Apple Music. Yes. Consisting of. Take off the blues, sincere, better. Maybe she'll dream of me. Come around. That's my favorite. Oh, 
I want to <laughs> know all that you are. Stay keeper, authenticity, listen to the rain. They have, and then they have a live album on here. Get into it. I might have yeah. a crush on Fonte too, but I heard he's married, so I ain't gonna do that. Okay. Mm, mm, but yeah, mm. I just like that song because he's uh, being real about being a man and the struggles that he went through and really trying to make it for his daughter and, and growing um, in that role as a father. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they're, they're on my list now. So Got speaking it, of being a father, let's talk about things dads do. Okay. okay. <laughs> so this conversation made me think about typical things that we think of dad roles or dad qualities and things dads do so one of the things that i feel like always comes to mind and i see it now in brandon is dads <laughs> love working on their yard and taking care of their cars oh yeah this is very stereotypical these are not based on facts <laughs> just based on things i see on in my life and in tv and the media because it's a thing it's a thing. It's a thing. That's what you always see. Yeah. If you had to, if you asked me to list something a dad would do, if we were playing family feud, that'd be the number one answer. What would be, yes. What would be your top five? Top five, top five. Working on yards, Steve. Yes. Working on their car, Steve. Yes. Telling horrible jokes, Steve. <laughs> Barbecuing, Steve. Oh yes. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Um, also when they work on their yards, this is just a sidebar. They wear those, um, like off-white Nikes or new balances. Mm-hmm. The new balance shoes, the dad shoes. The dad shoes. Um, oh, what's the other fifth one that dads do? What, what do they be doing? They be uh, drinking long, beers. Oh yes. And they be telling long stories that made, oh, when you said, stories. when you said telling jokes, I was like, mm, telling Lord knows long stories about <laughs> their experience. They don't say much, but when they do, it's either going to be a lecture or a story. Like Yes, lecturing is going to be the next one. One of the two yes. things. That's like a thing. I, <laughs> I feel like it's just like a thing. And Brandon be out there, socks all up high. The other day, he woke up early and he has to, so a few, we're, we're homeowners now. So we're homeowners about two years now. And one of the things, he learned was about noise ordinances because one day I wake up, it's a Saturday morning and I hear like a weed whacker going and I was pissed and I turned over and I look at the clock and I was like, Oh my God, it's like six forty. Like who does this? And I turn over and my husband is not in the bed. Don't Uh-oh. you know, he was the one weed whacking at six forty AM. I was like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, 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 no. That is completely no. unnecessary at that hour on a Saturday on a Saturday completely unnecessary <laughs> it's <laughs> wild and what, I is he trying was, to beat the heat yes it's gonna be hot today what? <laughs> 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 sir so now he knows so then this past Saturday he said I'm gonna mow the lawn and I was like okay remember the noise ordinances this Man, I swear to you, I'm on my phone, on Instagram, <laughs> all of a sudden, the lawnmower turns on, the, my phone had just turned to 8 o'clock, like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he sitting there waiting with the lawnmower, <laughs> and like, like, I was this like, dude had what a timer the heck, going. what the heck, like, I was like, oh my god, he's that person, 
I feel like another stereotypical role is that dads always take care of the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in charge of the finances. And, like, I feel like wives are always like, oh, don't tell your husband. I mean, don't tell your dad I got this. Don't tell your dad about this one. (laughs) That's That's true. I do see that on, like, Instagram all the time about women hiding bags or Amazon Mm -hmm. purchases. Yes. Yes. But I'm like, is that really a thing? Because, once again, I didn't grow up like that. So I'm like. I can't imagine having to hide my purchases from my man's. Mm. But then you, <laughs> I mean, nowadays women are empowered. So like Brandon's mom will be like, no, I don't hide it. He can see my bags. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that definitely made me think of, and then they also have the, the kind of going with the Nike shoes, which is a whole nother conversation because I don't know why there's dad bods and not mom bods, but that's a whole different conversation. Hello. Because everyone's like, oh, it's a dad bod thing. Because they, you know, can drink and get the beer belly. And now dad bods are trying to be like, no, this is a dad bod. But, <laughs> you know, trying to be all strong and like, be like, I got muscles. I'm a dad bod. With my new <laughs> I love it. I love a dad bod. I like, I like me a <laughs> nice muscular man, but I do like a little bit of something extra just to I'm making crab hands a, right now. We should have a flashback to when Megan said her first crush was her friend's dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And thinking of that, I'm like, I wonder if that was daddy issues. Like, but I don't think so. Cause I did not uh, want him to be my dad. Like I legit was like, I like you, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, and then that made me think as we were coming up with the conversation topics, like when we are looking for a partner, are we looking for our future husband? Or are we looking for the future father of our kids? When you kind of think about it, like, what do you That's think? That's a good question. I, I think I am, mm, right? I'm definitely looking for a husband, but I feel like him being a good father has to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like they're kind of one in the same. Now for some people who don't ever plan on having children, obviously right. they'd be a little more mutually exclusive. But for me, I'm like, yeah that's togetherness because I do want to have kids and I feel like there's a lot of qualities that you would need to have character traits that you would need to have to fulfill both roles like Mm -hmm. you have to be somebody I can respect because for for me like our kids need to respect you too so you can have authority can be a pushover and if I could run you know, I can't be the only one running the house is what I'm saying. Like we need to mm-hmm. be able to partner together. We like partner. to partner. We need to partner. We need to be on the same page so the kids don't run us. Okay. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's a lot yes. of husband qualities that should translate well over to uh, father qualities. Ooh, personally. like what? What do you think are some like, father like, qualities that would? Um. Having grace, I think, is one. Like, mm-hmm. because if we're married, down. write it down, honey. No, I said you didn't write it down. You have a list here, and that was not on your list. Oh, it was not. No. <laughs> I'm going off the dome here. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, no, that was the first thing that came to mind because I think of, like, if, think about how kids, you mess up all the time as a kid. You are just getting to the earth and learning the things. <laughs> to the earth. Um, so you can't be 
kids obviously need to learn and need to have consequences, et cetera, but you can't get mad at your kids for every single thing they do. Otherwise they're just going to be getting in trouble 24 seven. Same with any relationship that you have, right? Like you and Brandon, I'm sure make each other mad all the time, Mm -hmm. annoy each other, Mm-hmm. Etc. But you have to give each other grace of like, okay, this is another person working out their life and I'm working right. out mine and we're doing it together. So mm-hmm. I think that's such a big uh quality that I would like in my yes. my baby daddy husband. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wherever you are, because we know you listening. Um yes. 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 I definitely think grace is very important. I think unconditional love on both ends. Cause like you said, um, especially at least in our relationship, neither of us have been a parent before. So like mm-hmm. along with that grace is that like understanding and love that like we both don't know what we're doing. And yep. at the end of the day, like you're still going to be, yes, the father of my kids, but I'm still, you're still my husband. I'm still your wife. So just remember, let's bring it back to <laughs> yep. we are as important to each other as we are to being parents of these kids. So kind of having that love and that like quality of like just mutual understanding, like this is, we are, this is first time, you know, this is the first time that this kid is going to be this age. If we have another kid, it'll be the first time that that kid is that age with a sibling and we're experiencing that. So like just everything, because I feel like parents are like, oh yeah, I've had a three-year-old before, but like, yes, you've never had this three-year-old before, you know, like kind of just Mm -hmm. thinking like everything's always going to be new and unique even if we've been through something similar. Um, yeah. That's a word within itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I think yes. also something I did write down, hallelujah, is that fathers offer protection. So it might not necessarily be need to be physical all the time, but I think something that all parents should be doing is offering protection for their children. I think we just traditionally see it more so as a a father thing of, Mm -hmm. you know, safeguarding you from, from, from different things. Now that could be through their lectures. They're teaching you something that Mm -hmm. will help you avoid a pitfall later, or it could be, yeah, more of a physical protection. Men are usually bigger and stronger than a lot of women. So Mm -hmm. that I think we tend to, like I say, go for fathers on that, but, um, I would want someone to protect me within my marriage and protect our kids. So I think that's a, that's a trait that translates well. Mm. Which is funny. Cause I wonder if that's like a masculinity thing, you know, like if that's probably. like, cause I've also thought about like, I probably will be the lecturer in this family. <laughs> my, my yeah. lovely husband is a man of, few words yeah. <laughs> he is he he what's the what's the saying he carries walks quietly but carries a big stick something like that like he's very yeah. big powerful looking and like when he says something it's like five good words i got a lot to say i got a lot to say i have a lot of words i got my lecture ready i've got my lessons in bold i've highlighted what i want to really stick in um <laughs> Like, I feel like that's definitely one of the things where I was like, I'm definitely the lecturer. My lessons have already been written and I'm ready. Yeah. He's like, he's a coach. So like, he's like not going to lecture. He's going to have these concise few words and that shall be followed because I can only coach you. I can't give you a billion stories and lessons. I can tell you how to tackle this situation and what would be best. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I'm a coach. I think I'm a guidance. <laughs> I'm a guidance counselor. 
<laughs> but yeah, I definitely think about that where I'm like, oh yeah, the, the father's supposed to find this like wisdom. And I'm like, I got the wisdom. I got the wisdom. But he's got the, the coaching. That's so funny. It's such a stereotype too. But it's, I, I want to say that's a stereotype that has a lot of truth in it mm-hmm. because I read somewhere, I don't remember the exact amount, but it was, it's like women speak 10,000 more words per day mm-hmm. than a man does or something, something that sounds, like that sounds that. right in my house. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then men can only process X amount of words per day and women speak over like 5,000 <laughs> or something like that. So it's like, I when people complain, too. like my husband's not listening to me. It's like, okay, there's truth in that because he can't process anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't already hit his word limit at right. eight o'clock with you. <laughs> so you better have made it worth it. <laughs> Yes. That is funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Another one I was thinking about was provision. Oh, yes. So, what does that mean to you? I mean, traditionally back in the day, I feel like it was men go out. They're the hunters. They go mm. fight the lion, the bear for you. They kill it, bring it back home. Women's job is to it. raise the kids and cook it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make sure everybody gets fed that way. Mm-hmm. Um. Up until what, like the 60s, 70s, like there were a lot of stay-at-home moms, et cetera. Men went off and did their thing. But now that that tide has kind of changed. So yeah, I don't necessarily mean financial provision, but I do think, and I'm a little more traditional than probably a lot of women these days and mm-hmm. uh, Christian background. Hello. So I have some of that too, but I'm just thinking men provide, um, yeah, not just finances, but yeah. they, I feel like men can bring a lot to the table. Yeah. Um, and I think they're, I feel like in the masculine trait, that's what they've been, has been driven. Like women yes. nurture, men provide. You yes. Know? Yes. Which not to say, once again, those roles can't flip flop when you need them to, or, or in everybody's family, that might just be different. Mm-hmm. to each their own mm-hmm. but when I think of fathers that's a word that comes to mind is provision mm. interesting that's never really come to mind for me but that's it's fun like I think I have that like yes you're the you bring it and moms nurture it to offer to the kids yes <laughs> yeah. yes in a biological sense as well men provide the seed mm. I'm going there they mm. provide the seed and mm-hmm. a woman's and then body is able to take care to- of it I don't get to drink. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you offered me this seed and then said no drinking. And no sushi, child. And no sushi. No wine and sushi. No wine, no sushi, no sake. And then I'm supposed to go to a hospital or wherever you choose to do that to get it out. To get it out after after my body done multiplied it. Women are the multipliers. Amen. But we're nurturing. Yeah, nurturing. They, pro- no they provided their provisions. They provided <laughs> their provisions. <laughs> oh man. Thanks oh. for bringing that to life. <laughs> Those are the things that I feel when I think about fathers. Okay. That is a good, um, I feel like, yes, that's a good, Maybe that could be our poll question is like, what are things that dads do? Because I don't know any dad sayings. 
Like they tell dad jokes. Like that's always like the thing. Yeah. They just tell dad jokes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any dad sayings either. Me either. I'm trying to think of like our famous TV dads, take but yeah, I don't, I don't they know. They take out the trash. No, like they tell you to do it. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to ask that survey. <laughs> I think, I feel like dad jokes has been the thing. Like that's what dads say. They say dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they corny, but we love them for it. We love them for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get it how they live. Okay. They get it how they live. Go ahead. Southern girl saying it and speaking of living okay oh look at you with the segues make it work make it flow honey um i know that you love to live well and look fine okay so what you got for us this week in living well and looking fine um in the spirit of father's day um you got me thinking about my dad and how he promoted living well and looking fine so my dad went to UConn, University of Connecticut, and played basketball there. It's unofficial on if he was on the team or not, but um, (laughs) (laughs) definitely was into basketball. And this kind of led me to think of our living well and looking fine tip would be to remember to keep it fun. When I was, I feel like I do CrossFit, which everybody knows because I say it at least one time an episode. Um, But (laughs) whenever you're stuck in a rut and you're like, I don't feel like doing this workout, I don't feel like you know, going for this run, like keeping it fun, like getting out to ride a bike or like just doing just anything moving is definitely going to keep your heart rate going. And like, I know this couple who are big CrossFit couple, but like every Sunday they do something not CrossFit that's moving. So they play a basketball Hmm. game. A few weeks ago, they just found a baseball and a bat and went out and just decided to like, let's try it. (laughs) We've never done this, but like they're moving, they're having fun, just the two of them. Um, as the weather gets nicer, boardwalks are nearby, going on walks, um, just doing something different to keep it fun and keep it, I mean, I'm trying to think, they went for a catch, also playing football, and like, just, you know, keeping it fun, finding a friend, finding a person, family member, to just, it's not all about how many reps you get, how much weight you lift, how far you're running, how long you're running, it's about like, keeping yeah. your heart pumping and moving, um, so just keeping it fun. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of fun, I hope you guys like this fun episode. Yes. <laughs> and we love connecting with you guys. We've gotten some questions in our DMs. So we'll mm-hmm. be answering slide some. In. Just slide in the DMs for any reason, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to say? Anything you want to tell us? Any suggestions? Any fun things? We are listening and we love DMs. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, keep it fun, keep it cute, okay? And we appreciate you guys. If you need to find us, you can find us on IG at Friends with Bros. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can email us if you prefer that route at your <laughs> friends with froze at gmail.com. Don't get upset if we don't reach out directly after that email because that inbox we don't check as often as our DMs. So the IG is more likely to get the message yes. directly to us. Yes, 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 yes. Our email inbox be kind of full too with all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a while. But um, yeah, other than that, you can find us flirting around on the on the interwebs. Yes, and thanks for listening to. Don't worry about my hair. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>